You're listening to the Great Sin 68 Podcast, the dedicated Birmingham City women's audio show bringing you the latest news and interviews from the club. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Great Sun 68 podcast. This is episode 33. We're going to be talking about the Second City Derby, amongst other things today. I'm joined, as always now, uh, Kaz. How are you tonight, Kaz? I'm fine, thank you, Craig. How are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. Chris is still away. I don't know how many weeks it's been now, but hopefully he's back soon. I've, I think he's having a cracking time in America, so once again, we'll hear from him once he comes back. But we'll start this week's podcast by looking back at the Birmingham City versus Aston Villa game, which is obviously known as the Second City Derby. We'll start by hearing from manager Mark Skinner following the 2-0 victory over Aston Villa. It was a tough game today, Mark. We had to work hard for the win. What are your thoughts on the game today? I knew it was going to be tougher. I said in my pre-programme notes that it'll either be where they come out and attack or they sit behind the ball and they sat behind the ball. So it's hard when people park that many players in front. I understand why the game, that's not a knock at Villa. The results are most important and, you know, Villa have sat behind the ball and we've carved them open. That's why it might have been slow, but we had to carve those patient opportunities out. And I'm really pleased with the way the girls did that today. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pleased result and clean sheet again. Start for Sarah Mayling today. I thought she had a really good game down the wings alongside Charlie, who obviously started after first time back from the World Cup. I think Sarah had a good game. What did you think? Did she did she do do what you wanted from her today? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, look, we took Sarah off to inject different kind of momentum into the team. It wasn't anything Sarah did. I thought she played well. That's something she can be proud of, and we can watch back. We needed an impetus, and we got one of those when uh, Ellen came on, Connie and uh, Shania. To be fair, so. I'm pleased with the way she performed, Sarah, and the other girls. I just think it needed a change at that time. As mentioned, Charlie's back and back in the goals today for the club. How glad are you to have her back now? Super pleased. I'm so pleased. The reason she played today was because I wanted to kind of congratulate her for what she'd done, but also invite her back into the team. And I made the decision quite early in the week that she'd get an opportunity to play because she hasn't played much over there and she's played her part in getting the bronze medal, but I know she wants to play and score goals, so I'm really pleased to have her back. In terms of how England have done it, that we woke up, obviously a bronze medal, similar to what the England team did back in Canada in 2015. As you say, Charlie didn't get much game time, but obviously you, you need those players behind who, who push the players who are in the starting lineup to raise their game so they play well, to keep their places. Do you think that's what she did and then helped to get England to where they were? Yeah, 100% she's a great, great person. She, she will support the extra forwards who were in her position, but she'll also have that bitterness of... I want to play, I want to play, not towards the players or the staff, just in herself, she wants to play. So that's the hunger you need as a, as a young player coming into the game. But look, we've certainly missed her direct qualities and you're only going to get more from Charlie because she's going to work so hard now. She's back with us and we're so pleased to have her back in. Emma Follis will hopefully be back soon, nothing to in contention. Just gives us so many more options to, to change and freshen up a game, give us different stimuluses. So... She's a great person, so I'm sure she supported the team. Looked like they had a really good team spirit, and congratulations to to Mo and her team for for getting the bronze. Obviously, a former assistant manager of yours who you worked with, obviously Leanne Hall, was part of that backroom staff that got to the bronze medal. A special word for her? Nobody deserves it more. I'm really, really pleased for all of them. I'm pleased for uh, for anyone that's worked with me and goes on to do things like that. Congratulations, and I hope that she goes on and uh, I hope she celebrates it because they they deserve to. So well done again. We've got a bit of a gap now till the Everton game, the first league game of the season. 
England play Wales this upcoming Friday. Are you going to be watching the game and what do you think is going to happen? I'm looking forward to a good game. I'm not even going to try and predict it. I'm looking forward to a good game. Looking forward to the Hayley Lad versus Emma Ella Derby. Absolutely. I hope both players play in them. You know, being English, you'd want England to win, but I've also got kind of my eyes on the other camp as well. So, look, I want an England win, but we'll see what happens. I'm sure it'll be a real good game. In terms of the game itself, it was a dominant performance in possession from Birmingham City, but they really failed to test Sean Rogers in goal in the first half at least. Much better down the wings this week compared to the game against Manchester City, with both Sarah Mayling and Charlie Wellings looking to beat the defender when the opportunity arose. The first goal arrived from a corner. Lucy Staniforth with the ball in from the near side floated in and the attempted clearance landed kindly for captain Keris Harrop who nodded it across goal and into the net. Stanley Forth once again was involved in the second, given too much time on the ball and her shot was saved well by Rogers, which she tipped it onto the post for Charlie Wellings to come in and score the rebound. Perhaps the biggest talking point from this one was just before the break. Alison Hall, the Villa striker, went in late on Paige Williams. Paige has been out with an injury and hasn't long been back, so the challenge obviously riled her a bit. She lashed out with a donkey kick to the back of Hall, with both players down on the ground. The referee saw the incident and booked both players. From my perspective, I thought she was extremely lucky to avoid a red card here. What did you think, Kaz? Definitely. The referee, I think, didn't have a great game, in all honesty. I think he let certain things go when they shouldn't have been. And then when things like free kicks for us, he just wasn't given them. Going down to 10 players might have changed the game, especially as Villa came out in the second half looking to show a bit of offence towards the start of the half at least. But Birmingham introduced Ellen White, who started the game on the bench, and it was about seven minutes after she came on that the Blues scored their first goal. And then, as we mentioned, they went on to secure the 2-0 victory. The win takes Birmingham City up to third in the League Cup group behind Manchester City. Brief word on the game, Kaz. What what did you think of the performance this week compared to the game against Manchester City? No disrespect to Charlie, but I think we were lacking like an out-and-out goal scorer. Charlie, for the last season, has been playing on the wing, and you could see that she kept dragging herself to the wing. But apart from that, it was a huge like performance from Sarah Malin. I thought when Ellen came on, seemed to have brought life back into Charlie. The defence, I thought the defence was outstanding yet again. Yeah, absolutely. I can remember numerous occasions in that game where Aoife Mannion won the header, a long ball from Aston Villa, and she cleared them with ease, really. And obviously, as you say, the whole of defence was solid. And Villa never really looked like they were going to score throughout the game, but we held on and secured the much-needed victory as the League Cup progresses. As I mentioned, we're up to third in the League Cup group, so I'll briefly mention the other games from our group from this past weekend. Manchester City, fresh off their penalty win over us last weekend, beat Leicester City this Sunday. Goals from Nadia Nadim, Tessa Woolart and new signing Janine Becky made the difference at the Academy Stadium. In the other game of the round, Bristol City came from behind to beat Sheffield United. Jade Pennock opened the scoring for the Blades with a fine strike from the edge of the area. Lucy Graham then equalised for Bristol midway through the first half. Lauren Dykes then scored a tap-in to put the hosts in front after the break before a superb finish from Jess Woolley from a tight angle sealed the win for Tanya Oxtoby's side. So, after the first two matches, the table is as follows. Manchester City go top with five points. Bristol City are in second with four points. Birmingham are in third on goal difference, also on four points. Sheffield United in fourth with three points. 
and Leicester City in fifth with two points and Villa trailing with no points in their opening two matches. Now we'll move on to the part of the show where we usually have a preview, but this week there is no game with the international weekend coming up. But I thought we'd have a quick chat about Friday's game between England and Wales before we end this week's show. Today it was announced that Lucy Staniforth has been called up for England ahead of the game. She's hit the ground running for Birmingham since she signed from Sunderland. A quick word on her call-up, Gaz. I think it's a fantastic call-up for Lucy. Uh, obviously I've seen Lucy play for about four, five years now. And I think she's she's going to be one hell of a player for England. Yeah, certainly she's something about her that she can make something out of nothing and she can see the pass and she can influence games without sometimes being the focal point, so to speak, obviously with Ellen White being the focal point of most of our attacks. But as as, as we saw against Villa, she causes chaos in a, when she's given the chance to have time on the ball and play the pass or play the shot. And hopefully she'll get a chance with England coming up against either Wales or Kazakhstan. We have an extra incentive to watch this game from a Blues perspective with Ellen White and Hayley Ladd are set to face off for the second time in this World Cup qualification campaign. Hayley Ladd for Wales got the better of her teammate last time with Wales securing a point away at St Mary's. Some would even argue that if it wasn't for the lack of goal line technology then Wales might have come away with a win that night. In any case it is set to be an interesting game with Wales yet to concede a single goal in this campaign and England facing the decision between going for it full force or settling for a point knowing that a win over Kazakhstan would ensure them a place in France next year. I spoke to Welsh international Hayley Ladd ahead of this weekend's game and here is that interview. Not many people might know this but you were born in Dakarum, is that pronounced right? Dakarum, Dakarum, yeah, Dakarum, north of London. How did you go about representing Wales? I think I was about 16 and my mum kind of realised that you know I could play for Wales and my dad's been Welsh and um, I think she contacted the Welsh FA and then the rest was history. Did it take long to learn the national anthem or was it, was it quite easy with, with family as well, which obviously? <laughs> yeah, it was actually uh, one of my under-19s camps. Um, me and a friend, she bless her, she wrote down all the phonetic spellings of all the words and we like practice it, practice, practice. So um, yeah, got, got the hang of it now. You made your debut for Wales against New Zealand. What was that experience like for you? Yeah, it was brilliant. Obviously being quite young at the time, I probably didn't realise kind of the magnitude of it. But um, yeah, just really delighted to get given my opportunity and yeah, it was uh, really, really great. This whole World Cup campaign must be one of the highlights of your career so far. How much would it mean for you to reach World Cup for the first time for Wales since the men's side did it 60 years ago? Yeah, it's a, it's a massive, massive dream. We put ourselves in an unbelievable position and it's, it hasn't been easy by any stretch of the imagination. It's, it's been real graft, month on month, year on year. And we really, really grafted to get ourselves in this position. So that, I think, makes it taste a little bit sweeter that we've got to this point. But it's, yeah, no point talking about it now unless we get the job done. So... Yeah, we're really proud of the position we're in at the moment. The last time you played England, you got the better of your teammate, Ellen White. Uh, keeping Wales' record of not conceding a single goal in this campaign, how was that night for you at St Mary's? It was brilliant. Again, it was built upon years and years of hard work, especially the defensive side. Jane has drilled us so, so well that we're really confident in our defensive displays. And, and we knew that England's game, being away from home, it was just a job we had to get done. We just had to we had to do all our jobs. And yeah, I think we, we did that. It was about a year ago I spoke to you after your, you made your debut against, was it Everton? I can't remember. It was against Everton about a year ago. How has this year been for you overall? It's, obviously, it was early on when I spoke to you, but obviously you've had a year now. How, how has it been at Birmingham for you? Yeah, it's, it's been a dream come true coming here um, and playing under Mark. I've learned so, so much. 
so you adapt into a new role as well which again I've absolutely loved a bit um, and yeah there's just it's just the start you know all really excited about this upcoming season I think we've recruited really well and we've got such a great bunch of girls that it's it's really exciting for us and final question you obviously came from Bristol City obviously Chloe Arthur's come from Bristol City did you know her before and what, has she settled in well from your point of view uh, played with Chloe I think for a year um, yeah lovely lovely girl great player I knew straight away she'd fit into the ranks brilliantly and she has done great personality as well gets on with everyone and, and really adds great quality to what we got so Kaz we are both making the trip along with a few other Blues fans for this crucial game for England what do you expect from the atmosphere going into this I think it's going to be for England side I think it's going to be a lot of hostility is the word I think the Wales are going to make a lot of noise I went to the Wales-Russia game and there was only just over 2,000 there and that was loud. So obviously there's a lot more going on Friday. So yeah, I think it's going to be a good game. With such occasion it's going to be with history could possibly be made for Wales. It's going to be so loud, as you say, and it's going to be quite an atmosphere to be a part of. Wales need the win, so their defensive solidity will perhaps be under the greatest pressure it has so far in this campaign. But if they happen to nick a goal an early goal at least, England might be in with a tough night. How do you think they'll approach it, Kaz? If England are pressing for the win or a goal to secure it to qualify for the World Cup, then I think Wales could hit England on the counter-attack to potentially score the goal, which would see them go to the World Cup next year. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a balancing act for both sides, obviously. England could go with going for just, just a point, but then you run the risk of, if Wales score late on, then obviously... England's going to be under such pressure to get back and score the equaliser and Wales are going to, with their defensive record, that they're unlikely to concede really late on if they nick a goal somewhere in this match. Phil Neville's got a tough decision to see how he's going to approach this game. Obviously, England are the higher ranked team, but that means nothing when it comes to a one-off game and it's with such stakes on the line. Pressure will tell on some players and maybe it won't on others. We'll just have to wait and see how this turns out. A brief word for the other international players before we go. Chloe Arthur and Scotland take on Switzerland on Thursday, then a trip to Albania the following week. If Scotland can beat Switzerland, they would still be within a shout of topping the group. Switzerland then face Poland in their final group and they only narrowly beat them in their home leg. So a trip to Poland could prove fatal for the Swiss side. Elsewhere, Harriet Scott could make a return for the Republic of Ireland against Northern Ireland after missing the last bunch of qualifiers through injury. The current Ireland Player of the Year is yet to feature for Blues this season, but getting game time for a country could ease her into the team for full fitness before Blues' next game against Everton. Finally, best of luck to Paige Williams, Sarah Mayling and Aoife Mannion, who have all been selected to represent England at under-23 level in the annual Nordic Tournament. This is the second year in a row that all three have been selected. Among them will be former Birmingham City players Sophie Bagley and Abby Lee Stringer, England will face Sweden, USA and Norway with their opening game taking place tonight as this uh, podcast is being released, I think. Well, it might be the afternoon, I'm not quite sure. We're used to the senior England team being dominated by Manchester City players in recent years, but traditionally, at youth level at least, it's been Birmingham leading the way. Why do you think that is, Gaz? Obviously, through the years, we've had like Max looked after the kids and you can see like now watching, you can understand how the kids are getting noticed. For me, Aoife should be in the first team. No two ways about it. I just don't understand that one. But you look at the Kaz Carney, Izzy Christiansen, Ennio Luko, obviously Jess Carter, Abby. They've all gone on to do 
good things with other clubs. So, yeah, I think there's a good structure there. How do you think they're going to get on in this tournament? Obviously, the US team, in terms of the under-20s, didn't do too well this past month. But Sweden, USA are traditionally strong teams in the women's game. Obviously, Norway are the hosts. So we've got some decent players. We've got the solidity of a lot of Birmingham players in defence, at least. We've got Mailing as an attacking threat. I believe Hannah Kane, who's gone from the WSL2 club this year to Everton. So... She's a proven goal scorer, at least in the second tier. So it's going to be an interesting one to see, Kaz. Do you think we'll do decently at this tournament? Went to watch it at St George's Park two years ago when Mel Lawley and Jess were there. And I went to watch Paige back then. And we look solid. So hopefully we can do the same now. And that was the Great Sense 68 podcast. To listen to future shows or listen back to our previous ones, go to iTunes. Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcast platform you may use. And search for Great Since 68 and subscribe today. Thanks for listening, and remember, keep right on. Keep right on till the end of the road. Keep right on.